0: This is the 10-Minute Law Firm Podcast, brought to you by Rocket Matter. Hi,
1: everyone. This is Larry Port with another episode of the 10-Minute Law Firm Podcast. So I'm very excited to be speaking with Judge Ashley Parker Dunstan today. She is a district court judge for the 10th Judicial District serving Wake County of North Carolina. And she is the third and youngest African-American female district court judge in Wake County history. So very accomplished. Ah, uh, welcome to the program, um, Judge Dunston.
0: Hello, thank you for having me, Larry.
1: So, um, you know, talk to talk a little bit about your history because you know you you you've had a lot of different roles in in the legal world. So, what inspired you, and how did you get to be where you are?
0: Sure. Well, I uh, attended Wake Forest University for undergrad, where I um, obtained my bachelor's in psychology. I went to law school at North Carolina Central University School of Law and graduated there when I was 24. My first job out of law school was at the Wake County DA's office. Uh, Left there, went to the North Carolina Attorney General's office, and then was appointed November um, the 3rd, 2017, by Governor Cooper to the district court bench.
1: Gotcha. Why did you... Uh, decide decided that you wanted to, I mean, did you kind of want to go into um, being a judge or or how did, you know, what, were, what was your thought process there?
0: Well, absolutely not. I mean, I didn't want to be a lawyer. <laughs> I wanted to be a doctor, which is why I went to Wake Forest. Um, but that biology class took me out. Um, but eventually, once I finally accepted that I probably should be a lawyer, my dad was one. So a lot of people growing up said, you know, are you going to be like your dad when you grow up? So I was trying to avoid that. Um, but eventually just, you know, sucked it up. And became, uh, wanted to go to law school, but I really knew then that I wanted to be a prosecutor. um, And I really wanted to help people in representing the state, making sure that, you know, justice is served in that role because, you know, the prosecutor is the most important person in the courtroom and the fact that they can dismiss an entire docket and the judge will never see it. So I felt like that was one way that I could ensure that justice was equal. And when I got to the Wake County DA's office, at the time, I was the only African-American female out of about 45 attorneys. Um, And so... You know, I, I looked out in the audience and I, you know, I saw people that looked like me and then I looked up on the bench and recognized that there was not an African-American female in criminal district court. Um, we had one in family court, but out of 19 judges, she was our only one. So that's kind of how it played out to say, okay, you know what? Representation matters. I have unique experiences throughout my life and I've been through several things that I think would really benefit the public and um, benefit others if I, if I sat off this role
1: so um and by the way judge dunston is one of our freedom fighters on on our rocket matter blog so she's been doing some awesome stuff in one of the things that you wrote about you you wrote a blog post called sexism the elephant in the courtroom and that's stuff that we've paid attention to here at rocket matter which is um to be honest stuff that surprises me even having worked with attorneys for so long can you can you talk a little bit about what you wrote there and what your motivation was
0: sure so i wrote a like you said a the blog post um, for the Wake County Bar Association flyer, which is the flyer that um, we put out for all the attorneys in Wake County. Currently, there's about 5,800 um, attorneys. And what I wanted to do was, as you know, at last year, uh, the Me Too movement was coming out, um, specifically in Hollywood and those type of things. And what I wanted to do is create a platform for female attorneys to talk about our experiences because I wanted to make sure that attorneys um, in this area, recognized that we were not immune um, to that Me Too movement and what has been happening. And I felt like as a judge, I had a little bit more leeway to be able to say and share their stories, um, whereas they may not have felt as comfortable doing that on their own.
1: H- have you encountered, like, because I've heard crazy stories uh, about this whole situation, how women are treated in the courtroom. Uh, as a judge, have you been treated like less than judge like I've heard situations where people aren't referred to as your honor or respectfully. Have you encountered that kind of thing?
0: I have. Um, you know, I'm I'm young and so I'm not really sometimes taken seriously. Um, and so I would say that attorneys have been really great, um, but sometimes the general public has been extremely rude and extremely disrespectful. Um,
1: you mean like juries?
0: Oh, I don't have any juries. I, I don't appear in front right. of right okay so, so yeah but just generally defendants
1: oh oh boy um <laughs> what about like and in, in, did you encounter stuff uh as a young woman in the courtroom um you know when you were practicing
0: absolutely absolutely um you know i had judges ask me if i was the secretary um i remember one time in a calendar call um an attorney stood up we were standing up for the counter call and uh, the judge the attorney stated to the to the judge you know um, I'm here for such and such a case and the attorney general's office didn't send anybody. And I'm literally standing right there. Um, you know, other times I had been asked for my bar card when I'm entering into different courthouses, whereas some other attorneys have not. Um, so sometimes I don't know if I get it because I'm young because I'm a female or because I'm an African-American female. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know which, I don't I don't know which card I'm getting pulled sometimes. So,
1: so well, let me ask you like, you know, um, in order to get where you got um you know you, you were like you said you were like the only African American female in that entire d a pool um mm-hmm. like you must encounter um obstacles that are pretty formidable, boulder in the road type things like how do you how do you gird yourself against that like how do you mentally get past these things
0: you know absolutely i mean I think that the first thing is realizing why i'm doing it right because i'm not doing it if I'm doing it for myself, then of course it's a lot easier to, you know, just stay in my lane and stay to myself and not face those doors of of rejection that have gotten slammed so many times. But for me, it was about helping other people. And I said, if it's about that, then I need to make sure that I continue to stay humble, that I continue to push forward and remember that no is just two letters. You know, that's not the end of the road for me. Um, And so I just had to continue to push through that through prayer, through friends, through family, um, because it was, I mean, even pursuing the bench, I mean, so many people said to me, you're too young, you're too inexperienced, you know, who do you think you are? Who qualified you for this? Um, it, you know, it wasn't easy.
1: No is just two letters. That's gonna be something I'm gonna tell my kids tonight. That's a really, good, <laughs> that's a really good one. Um, what about, uh, if, if you had advice for uh, women who wanted to be on the bench, or African American young women in law school who see what you've done, um, or, or people who want to get involved in social justice in general, what advice would you give them?
0: I mean, I think the first thing is is to find mentors that are already doing what you're doing um, or what you want to do. Talk to them about the experiences that they've had, um, you know, and, and how to navigate it. And I would say the other thing is just remembering to serve other people, right? I think for me, the most important thing that I can do is to serve the community on and off the bench. And the way I do that is making sure that I'm, you know, working out at homeless shelters and I'm talking to students and I'm educating uh, people about the justice system. And I think that's something that we can all do. And if we keep that in the forefront, I think that the opportunities for us are endless.
1: Uh, wow. Um, that's really good advice. Uh, so let's see, let me ask you one last question. So mm-hmm where do you see us like on kind of like the continuum of kind of social progress um like uh, we've come far but like are you happy where we are do we need to come a lot further um what are your thoughts on that matter
0: oh absolutely i think we have a ways to go but i'm proud of the fact that we are now starting to have difficult conversations Um, You know, we are starting to deal with things such as implicit biases, that we're starting to deal with things that the justice system and not having doled out justice fairly and blindly, um, that we're having these conversations about sexism and racism um, against all, you know, different groups. I think that it's important to have the conversation so that we can address the issue. It's not being hidden anymore. And I think that's important. Um, so that we can continue to educate ourselves on other people's experiences, so that we can begin to empathize and understand where people are coming from, so that we can start to make that change.
1: I mean, I guess if we're kind of we're we're, we're working now on implicit bias or the things that people that are doing that they're not really aware that are that they're doing or that are um, that are hurting people, maybe that's a step better than the explicit bias where. <laughs> Was just coming out there but who knows maybe you know maybe we've peeled that onion now we need to go to the next step but i i, I think you're right it, i think it is an optimistic time and i think people are tackling this stuff so it is it is uh it does make me feel good well um judge Dunstan, thank you so much for fighting the good fight i know i appreciate it i'm sure our listeners really appreciate it and if somebody does uh want to get in touch with you how might they do that? I'm not even sure that they should get in touch with you because, <laughs> you know, um, is, is there, is there like a, like a court website or something like that, or a way that they can reach you?
0: Well, sure. I actually have my own personal website. Um, so if anybody wants me to come and speak uh, to some young girls or whoever, I'm more than happy to do that. Um, my website is www.judgeashley and Ashley spelled like Raleigh. So that's www. Judge, dot
1: com. Oh, perfect. JudgeAshley.com. And yeah. we'll put a link to that in our show notes. So, uh, Judge Dunstan, thank you so much for being on our program today.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me, and thank you for all that you're doing. This is the 10 Minute Law Firm Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and don't forget to rate and review so we can keep bringing you awesome content.